but for him who is happy with the self alone who is content with the self and who is gratified with the self for him no duty exists such a person has nothing to gain in this world by acting and he has nothing to lose if he does not act he is not dependent on anyone for anything senses mind and intellect are said to be the places where desire resides and this desire slowly removes wisdom from the man and makes him delusional says shri krishna bhagwan asankarshan joshi trip hello ladies and gentlemen welcome to the chapter 3 of the bhagavad gita series this is a sankarshan joshi trip podcast and i am your host sankarshan joshi chapter 2 sankhya yoga talks about the right understanding that we need to have and the right outlook towards life and mortality and action this is chapter 3 it is karma yoga the yoga of action so recently one thing my wife told me that just stuck a chord and that and that just stayed in my head which was she told me when you are reading bhagavad gita think of yourself as arjuna and think that you are asking the question seeking answer from the divine energy and ever since i had this conscious thought the experience and outlook has changed completely so i'm saying this at the start of the episode because i also wish that you guys listen to this episode thinking that you are arjuna and asking these questions every single person is going through something or the other in their life right and they are on their path and that path has a lot of hurdles in it and reading the gita thinking that i am arjuna and thinking that i am asking these questions the answer that you get feels like krishna is giving that answer to you so without any due let's start the episode the chapter starts out with arjuna asking krishna if you consider having the right understanding superior to action then why are you urging me to do this fearful action so at this stage arjuna is still contemplating to to pick up the weapon and and wage the war and arjuna continues saying with your unclear words you seem to confused me and i am already confused so just tell me one thing through which i can attain the supreme god to that shri krishna bhagwan says in this world there are two fold paths that are taught by me in the past one is the path of knowledge and the other is the path of action shri krishna then continues saying actionlessness or freedom from action is not attained by giving up on action just by renouncing action you don't reach perfection shri krishna then continues saying no one is really inactive because human is compelled to act by the qualities of nature and this statement stands to biologically and psychologically right so those two aspects drive our human beings to act and a person who controls his physical body and lets his mind wander over the sense objects is said to be a hypocrite and is delusional shri krishna bhagwan then says he who controls his senses and employs his physical body in karma yoga 
without having any attachment is said to excel perform your duty because action is better than inaction and you can't even preserve this life in your body without acting worldly people are karmically bounded to act unless it is performed as a yagna or a divine act therefore o son of kunti let your action be free from attachment and perform as yagna shri krishna then says in the beginning brahma prajapati or the creative consciousness of god created human beings as a yagna and said by this yagna you shall propagate and that shall be your cow of plenty previously i had mentioned yagna as a as a divine act right but the literal meaning of yagna is a fire offering so in indian history we have seen people be seated in front of a fire and perform a puja right so that that entire process is called yagna so that's the literal meaning of yagna and at the end of the yagna they offer something to the god and they put few things in the fire metaphorically representing that we are offering that to the god and the belief is the god receives whatever the devotee is offering and then they will bless the the person who has performed the yagna so this is the literal meaning of yagna shri krishna bhagwan then continues saying nourish the god through yagna and let god nourish you and by nourishing one another you shall attain the highest good so let me tell you guys my perception and how i understood the above line said by shri krishna bhagwan and what i think yagna is so one key aspect that we need to notice so while i was defining the literal definition of yagna right one key aspect that we need to notice is the offering at the end of the yagna so after performing the puja in front of the fire at last they offer few things in the fire metaphorically representing their offering that to god right and i think that is yagna so you can offer anything to god it could be your devotion it could be you meditating upon god or it could be your action so when you act without expecting the fruit of the action you are truly offering that to god or the universe right because you don't have an expectation of what you want you truly did your job and you offered it to the god and you let the god or the universe decide the output for you and this to me is yagna or divine act and through this process we can nourish one another we nourish the god or the universe and the universe would nourish us so this would create synergy shri krishna bhagwan then says nourished by yagna or divine sacrifice the gods will bestow on you all the enjoyments you desire shri krishna then adds he who enjoys his gifts without offering it to the one who gave gave it to you is truly a thief he who is righteous eat what is left after offering and he who does that is absolved of all the sins but he who cooks for himself and eats alone will eat sin says shri krishna bhagwan and i really really like the way how the sentences are structured like it's it's poetry <laughs> krishna then adds that 
Creatures are the product of food. Food is the product of rain. Rain is the product of yagna and yagna is the product of action. Action is the product of Vedas or knowledge. Vedas are from the God, the imperishable God. Hence, the all-pervading Brahman, the eternal God, is in Yagna or the divine act or the divine sacrifice. So, previously, while I was reading, it said that food is a product of rain, but rain is the product of Yagna. So, this is a very interesting interesting statement, right? So, I had a conversation about this with my dad as well. So, centuries ago, centuries, centuries ago, people performed yagnas, the pujas, for the welfare of the people in the kingdom. So, if there is a famine, the king would perform a yagna, offering that yagna to God and and hoping and praying for rain and hence it would rain. So, back in the days, this was a very literal concept. So, people were very elevated in their spiritual state. So, a lot of miraculous things happened back in the day and I am nobody to deny or dismiss them because I I don't know anything. But that is a concept that we all read uh, in our history, right? So, that is there even in Ramayana or Mahabharata. There is a, there is a lot of yagnas that happen and literally people would do yagna so that it would rain and once people perform yagna it would rain so this is the literal translation of that statement that yagnas are the sorry rain are the product of yagna but when we look at it metaphorically right in the way that how uh, i explained what yagna is earlier where we are offering things to god and if we look at it from that perspective Rain is a metaphorical representation of the gift or the output that we receive from universe or God. Sri Krishna then adds, He who does not follow this wheel keep rotating and they live in iniquity or wickedness. They are contended and consumed in their senses and they live in vain. But for him who is happy with the self alone, who is content with the self and who is gratified with the self, for him no duty exists. Such a person has nothing to gain in this world by acting and he has nothing to lose if he does not act. He is not dependent on anyone for anything, says Sri Krishna. Therefore, perform actions without any attachment and by doing so you will attain the highest good. By the path of right action alone, Janaka and people like him attained perfection. Therefore, perform actions as an example to mankind. So, here Sri Krishna gives example of Janaka, right? He says, by the path of right action alone, people like Janaka attained perfection. So, who was Janaka? Janaka was a king and he was the father of Mother Sita, right? who is the beloved wife of Sri Ram. So, Janaka Maharaja, who was a king, but he lived as a yogi. He was a man who realized God, 
who performed all the state duties perfectly but was not attached to any of the material pleasures so krishna here gives example of such a man and he asks us to live like him and set example to mankind shri krishna then says perform actions as an example to mankind because whatever a great man does others imitate whatever standard he sets others follow for me o arjuna there is no compel duty in these three worlds and there is nothing unattained for me to attain yet i do act says shri krishna if i ever cease to perform my actions then others would imitate my way if i ever stop performing actions then the world would fall in ruin i would cause confusion and bring destruction to people says krishna krishna the god is or the universal energy or the energy that just manifests this entire universe and all the things that happens in it right so if a part of that energy or if the part of that cycle is disturbed then everything would be ruined right so let me give you guys an example so let's take honeybee so scientifically it said that if honeybee stop doing their work and if honeybee goes extinct then within a fraction of days or weeks the entire humanity would come to an end right so if universe or a part of the universe decides to not exist then the entire universe would collapse right shri krishna then continues saying ignorant people act with attachment to the action but the wise should act without atta- without being attached to the action as an example to those people the wise should not unsettle the minds of ignorant people and they should not try to convince the ignorant people to 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 act without at- attachment instead they should perform their action as yoga and perform without attachment and their action should inspire the ignorant people to follow their own duty all actions are performed by the quality of by the qualities of nature and he who thinks that i am the doer is consumed by ego and is delusional says shri krishna however he who understands the modes of nature and senses that makes a man act knows that it is the senses that are acting to the modes of the nature but he is unattached to them those who are deluded by the qualities of nature become attached to the actions produced by those qualities of nature but he who knows the truth should not try to unsettle the minds of ignorant people who sees only the part and not the whole fight therefore surrendering all your actions to me without any ego or expectations with your mind focused on your true self the eternal self and be free from this fever of doubt those who constantly follow the teaching of mine with firm faith without making unnecessary objections will be free from all karma or action but those who reject and despise this teaching of mine senselessly and think that is wisdom is said to be doomed shri krishna then says even the wise men act according to the tendencies of their own nature and every single creature on this planet 
act according to nature so what can suppression result each sense has its own attraction and repulsion so one should not get succumbed to them because this is the hurdle to one's path of realizing god shri krishna then says it is better to follow one's own dharma or swadharma no matter how imperfect it is than following someone else's dharma it is better to die following one's own dharma because paradharma is fought with fear and danger arjuna then asks krishna what is it that drives a man to sin against his will as if he is under compulsion shri krishna then says it is the desire and anger born from the rajas quality of nature and one should know that this is their enemy so krishna here says that anger and desire is born from the rajas quality right so rajas is one of the three qualities of nature one being satva or satvik one being the rajas another being the tamas quality so satvik is the upward or the spiritual tendency so thus nature is always associated with goodness peace and it could also be represented with the color white rajas guna is always associated with the worldly pleasures such as lust taste etc and this is represented by the color red tamas guna is also associated with the worldly pleasures like the lust and pleasure to the senses but this is a fully negative tendency it is also associated with violence and unkindness so if it had to be represented with color black would be the color that it would represent shri krishna then says as fire is concealed with smoke and mirror is covered with dust as embryo is covered with womb this teaching of mine is concealed with desire knowledge is darkened o son of kunti by this eternal enemy of truth seekers in the form of desire which is insatiable senses mind and intellect are are said to be the places where desire resides and this desire slowly removes wisdom from the man and makes him delusional says shri krishna bhagwan therefore arjuna control your senses first then you will destroy desire which is the destroyer of knowledge and self realization senses are said to be superior mind is said to be superior to senses intellect is said to be superior to mind but the real self the eternal self is said to be superior than intellect o arjuna control yourself by the real self and destroy this enemy who is hard to conquer wearing the form of desire say shri krishna bhagwan and that is the end of chapter 3 i really enjoyed studying chapter 3 because it focuses and talks about desire and as krishna says that is a biggest enemy of human beings right the desire can take up any form and krishna also mentions that you know your mind intellect and senses desire 
will be residing in this places and slowly it will eliminate wisdom so in this day and age there are so many things that we could desire as human beings so reading this chapter and understanding it was a very eye opener in a lot of ways i hope that this episode had impact on you guys too so thank you for tuning in and thank you so much for listening this podcast is available on video as well as audio if you want the video version head to youtube if you want to listen to me on audio streaming platforms head to spotify jio savan gana apple podcast google podcast thank you until next time stay tuned a sankarshan joshi trip <laughs>